Hey, everybody. Welcome into the Divot Room. I'm Chris, and I've got Todd from live from Vancouver. Yep. How you doing, dude? Doing pretty good. It's very dangerous over here. <laughs> Why? There was, there was a big shootout at my Safeway, which is now the Unsafeway. Re- <laughs> the, uns- the other night. The Unsafeway. I like it. There were bullets flying, and some armed robber got smoked in front of Kraft, uh marijuana store. Oh, shoot. Yeah. How many people Kathy died? Joy heard it. Just one. He went grocery shopping with a gun, and some people saw him that with law enforcement. And he saw him, and he dropped his groceries and pulled out his gun. Was his name Dennis? I don't know. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> Anyways, um, he's he's now not a menace to society. Okay. That's good. Yeah, it is good. It's good. What else you been doing, man? Well, I, I worked uh, the overtimes yesterday, and... Two fresh-faced, baby-faced, flat bellies showed up, introduced themselves, Cole Seaman <laughs> and um, <laughs> Sam, and I said, wow, today's the first day of the rest of your life, isn't it? <laughs> nice. Didn't they have the graduation or swearing-in ceremony yesterday? Something like that, but yeah, they're... First day on the line, they were a little nervous. It said, you're going to be just fine. And I said to Witkowski. Because oh, that was this morning, met- right? That was this yeah. morning, yeah. I'm like, did you meet your new guys? And would you please be nice to them? They're nervous. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just worked with Seaman's dad the other day. I love him. Robert, Michael, whatever you want to call him. His kid is beautiful. Jeez. <laughs> Beautiful and just ripped. Yeah. I like it. Have you been playing golf at all? Yeah, I played last weekend. Went out to Tri-Mountain, shot a little 75. Golf was so fucking easy. And then played in a best ball at Easy Moreland and shot an 88. (laughs) Golf is hard. I had to go par par. Oh, man. Break 90. (laughs) What, what do you got going? What do you got going tonight? Oh God, yeah, Duran Duran, <laughs> going with Thomas Lauderdale. Got he got some tickets from some guy named um, what was his name? Rhodes. <laughs> Nick Rhodes. Nick Rhodes. Yeah, you, Apparently, you, you say, who's Nick Rhodes? And I'm not even going to the concert, but I, I he's the lead guitarist for Duran Duran. <laughs> he plays a tambourine. <laughs> you've got some connections for tonight's show apparently yeah thomas lauderdale yeah you got to uh you got to take some pictures and and send them to me you gotta if you get a meet and greet that'd be amazing you should do like facetime with nick rhodes and me <laughs> I, yeah absolutely we'll see what happens i'm i'm looking forward to it tell simon Lebon i said hi see if they'll get on her podcast yeah See, yeah, do they they're Australian. Golf? They're Australian. Maybe they're big live golf fans. <laughs> you really know a lot about the Drans. Dude, I told you. My sister listened to him like every minute of the day that she was awake. And I would, I would just hear these tapes constantly playing. There's going to be a bunch of 50 and 60 year olds there tonight. <laughs> there will be. I told you there's going to be a, there's, there's not going to be a whole lot of standing. 
Not a lot uh, of dancing. Yeah, people will have to, you know, at least sit down and take a break once in a while if they do stand. But I'll be curious to find out about this show. Yeah, me too. It was just so spur of the moment. Perfect. What have you been up to? Uh, well, Olivia, the creator of our uh, theme music, um, my oldest daughter, turned 16 yesterday. Wow, sweet. Yep. And for those of our international listeners um, here in the United States, you can get your driver's license at the age of 16. And she scheduled it for on her birthday. I'm like, fuck, this could be the greatest birthday ever or the worst birthday mm, ever. Right. So, uh, yeah, she passed. Um, Did she go to the Gladstone DMV? <clears throat> no, the way they do it now, it's so hard to book these things through the DMV that they, um, they went through a private company. Just went oh, down yeah, there. Wants- just went down there uh, right off of Ellison Road over by 56s. They took her out for like 15 minutes, docked her down on a few things, but she passed. That's awesome. Yeah. So I was keeping track of her because we, um, at birth, we put tracking devices in both of our children. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Kidding. Um, We just have Life360 so we can track each other on our phones. And uh, so I watched her, which route she was taking and stuff. And then they went back and I told Lenora, I'm like, "Uh uh-oh, like she's already on her way back. And she said, yeah, they said it would only take like 15 minutes. I'm like, oh, okay. I was thinking they'd take her off for like a half an hour or something, get her on the freeway, do all sorts of stuff. But nope, no freeway, just uh, driving around and parking, pulling up against curbs, uh, stuff like that. So. Did you have to parallel park between two cars? No, they don't do that anymore. In Oregon, we just have they just have to pull up against a curb. And I think if you hit the curb, you get like automatic fail. Oh, no shit. Yeah, I think you have to I think you have to be within a foot or something, but yeah. So she actually was like, "Dad, I pulled up against the curb. It was like the best best thing I've ever done or something like that. And then she's like, and then I had to park and it was the best park job I've ever done. <laughs> wow. Like perfect. Nice. <clears throat> she was super did nervous, she, but uh, yeah. Did you take the Honda or the Toyota? Uh, well, we don't have a Honda or a Toyota. Um, she, she took no. the Nissan Pathfinder. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. So now she's got that car because Lenore got a new car. We bought a 2020 Jeep Grand Cherokee. Wow. That's so sexy. 29,000 miles on it. Yeah. So. Sounds amazing. Yeah. We're set for vehicles. I was talking to somebody today, Miles Olvin up at uh, Station 69. I was talking to him and he's like, yeah, you're never going to see her again. I was like, oh man, that's kind of depressing. And (laughs) But he actually had an interesting perspective, which I actually hadn't really thought about. But he's like, yeah, I'm like, he's like, you're not going to be taking her to school. You're not going to be taking her to practice. You're not going to, you know, and I'm like, gosh, you know what? You're right. That's the time that I've always had with her. Like I'll wake up in the morning and be like, Hey, you want to ride to school? And I'd take her to school or take her to practice. And that was kind of our time together. So. It's good and bad. Yeah. Sometimes you have to go pick her up at nine o'clock and it's kind of just, you know. Yeah. And want to be just sitting in your robe. <laughs> Let's face the fact too. She's 16. She's her own human. You know, it's just part of life. So, yeah. Yeah. 
she's a good human. She's a good driver. She's going to do just fine. Uh, the, the car is safe and it, uh, it'll be an interesting process. So awesome. Big, exciting benchmarks around here. Yeah. Um, you got anything else, man? Anything else going on? Well, what else? about you? Did you play golf last week or did you just shoot your wad like the <laughs> week of the? I just oh, shot my wad. The, yeah, well, you did. Uh, I just shot my wad on the uh, week of the of the golf tournament. The golf tournament. Yeah, I had to take a week off. I was really sore. Four rounds of golf. I mean, it's yeah, it's a lot. I'm not in golf shape. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. Uh, no, I have not played golf again um, since the uh, golf tournament. Uh, what, what have I done? I mean, I've bought a car. I've been working. Um, yeah. I'd like to get back out. I was going to, yeah. your, your birthday's next week. So yeah. I was going to try to get out on your birthday, but, um, I think you're going to be playing the day before maybe. And then I was, yeah. So I'm in a big pro-am, the Callaway Invitational. Yeah. When? I get to, I get to play Monday. I play with Krieger and Pisha and Patterson. Ooh, that's a good and team. And then they repair ya. No, it's me and Krieger are a team. And I believe Pisha and Patterson. Hmm. So you play, and last year, I think I shot maybe a 76 day one. Nice. Got near the end, teed off, first tee with a bunch of decent golfers, and the cheese bound, and I could barely take the putter back, and I think shot 100. Oh, dang. But, nah, it wasn't 100. Where's it at? This Arrowhead Country Club. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's a. I like it. Yeah, it is a decent track. I, I like it as well. It's been... I think last time I played out there was in a scramble with uh, Carl Koenig and Bob Livingston from the State Firefighters Council. And, and it uh, rained. It poured down rain. Horrible. It was horrible. Yeah. Like, we yeah. quit. It was yep. just like big, large puddles on the greens. You got a good memory. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's jump into this. Let's give a shout-out to our sponsor, Sisters Meeting Smokehouse in Sisters, Oregon, on Spruce. If you're driving through Sisters or if you're going to Sisters, going to Black Butte, go make sure you get to Sisters Meeting Smokehouse, buy some meat for your trip. Sisters Meeting Smokehouse, Camp Bitter Meat. All right, dude, we got some live stuff. We've got some PGA RNA stuff. We've got uh, <laughs> some other fun stuff. So where do you want to start? You want to start with Bryce's comments? You want to start with Brooksy? All right, let's talk. Let's let's talk live. So, <clears throat> what I have on the agenda before we spoke in our production meeting, I have the uh, Brooksy's um, comments on on how live players should have uh, exemptions into majors based on how they play, which is an interesting kind of concept. Considered it's an invitational tour, um, but he said. Let's see, says solution to live qualifying for majors would be creating an exemption category for live players based on how they play throughout the year. He goes on to talk about the world golf ranking saying, we've gone so far down the list now that it's really difficult to make us even relevant. And I think mm -hmm. that was part of their play. Well, Br Brycey, if you remember right, you chose to go there knowing that you weren't going to get world golf rankings. So ah, it's hard to, it's really hard to empathize for a guy <laughs> that knew what he was getting into. Um, yeah. Beggars can't be well, choosers, right? I feel like um, 
Brooksy isn't getting, you know, he's in the same situation as that dipshit Brycey is. And Brooksy seems like he's staying in the top 50 of the world golf rankings. Because when he is given an opportunity to play in the majors, he's doing quite well. And Brooke yeah. and Bryce is not. So, and all these live golfers that have, that's their opportunity. And like you said, they knew. They knew. And Brooksy has been taking advantage of it to the point of where people on the PGA Tour, Rory McIlroy, Scotty Scheffler, are saying publicly that, yeah, I think Brooksy should be on the Ryder Cup team. Just like you said last week. Yeah. I, I, I mean, well, let's face it, okay? Ryder Cup team for the United States is ran through PGA of America, correct? Yes, correct. And they have not put in any put any constraints on who can be on the team. They haven't said... Live players cannot be on the team, correct? Because they oh, actually correct. say live players can be in their tournament. So I think Brooksy should be able to be on the Ryder Cup team if yep. that's what they choose. I mean, he clearly played well enough in the PGA Championship. He won. I would be hard-pressed in any um, Ryder Cup year to not have the at least the major winners of that year, if they were American, if not the last two years, just because – you should be able to be on the team, right? Is is that an automatic? No. Do you, there's points system, right? Absolutely. It's so a he, point system. They take the top six, and then they give the captain six picks. And he wouldn't be – he probably – I mean, he doesn't play in enough events. Well, I mean, the majors, I suppose he could probably get enough points. Brooks, he is number two on the list. Yeah. And he'll fall back because he won't be able to get points um, until the U.S. Open. Which he'll probably get points. <laughs> he will probably get points. So, anyways, uh, Europe's team, completely different story, right? The RNA. You have to be a member of the double penetration right. to play on the Ryder Cup team for the Euros. Yes. And all of those guys have resigned their memberships. Yep. Too bad. So, so sad. sad. <laughs> John Rom said he's sad that, Ser that Sergio won't be on the team. Okay. And he was just talking about how they did so well at Whistling Straits, 3 and 0 together, and he was, you know, talking about the great team of Sevi and Jose. <laughs> um, he knew what he was getting into. Yeah. So He's, you know, he's concerned about the politics, but you know what? Sergio fucking trashed the DP tour, the PGA tour players. He trashed them, mm -hmm. trashed their names. You know, maybe John Rom would like to have him in the locker room there, but I'm not sure anybody else would. <laughs> right. So, okay. Uh, it looks like you and Sergio are rooming together and you guys play together. And then there you have it. Uh, Brycey, he also had said some shit after the fact that nobody came by and congratulated Brooksy after his tournament win at the. That's bullshit. That is bullshit. It's just a guy just 
he when Brycey went and said good job. He was the only one there. Whatever. And so nobody else. No. Rory said something. Lots of people said things. Um, I believe it was Wah got his picture taken with Brooksy after the everybody, you know, from the PGA of America. Any if you were like a volunteer. Right. If right. you're the director of communications, y'all get your picture taken with the trophy and the winner. Mm-hmm. Anyways, there was this weird, like there was this no hand and shake. It was real quick. Something was said between the two, and, and Brooksy kind of rolled his eyes and laughed. Well, they asked Wah about it later, and he was like, oh, I'd already congratulated him six times, and my comment to him was, boy, you, you, this is a lot of pictures, dude. Yeah. Some to that effect. And he was like laughing, and, and anyway. Yeah. There's no story there. It was a nothing burger, and that's all there is to that. Correct. <clears throat> um what about what more about Brooksy? Um his team, the Smashers. Oh yeah, the Smashers. Yeah. So which is do they, which do they was, fire? Do they fire people? No, it doesn't sound like anybody was fired officially. Mm-hmm. But so his team of the Smashers. Or do they say the Smashers? <laughs> the <Anyway>. Smashers. <laughs> <laughs> so it was originally it was a picture like brother. strobe strobe lights and like nitro from american gladiators comes busting out right absolutely <laughs> the the team initially was uh Cockrack and chase kapka his brother and peter uline oh yeah stellar team yeah and then they got rid of uline yep because he went to the four aces. Oh, there was a trade. There's trade. Oh yeah, maybe there was a trade, mm-hmm. and they got Maddie Wolf. Okay, yeah. Well, last or the last live golf tournament, Maddie Wolf he stopped playing because he's injured or something halfway through the tournament, or if the start, I don't know, whatever. He didn't really play. And then they saw on the website for the Smashers that his name had been scrubbed. There's no blah, blah, blah. He's no longer on it. And they said it wasn't about his shitty play, his loopy, swoopy swing or anything like that. It was just like they didn't really just mesh. Oh, interesting. So it's not even an injury. It's just. Yeah. Well, he is injured, but. Yeah, it sounds like there was some chemistry. Hmm. Nobody liked Matt Wolf. So it's it's not like when he comes back from injury, he gets his place back. No, he's looking looking for a new home. He's looking for a job. Wouldn't that be funny if he didn't have a home? Yeah, it would be funny. Do they have like a floater pool? (laughs) Right? (laughs) So when somebody gets injured, he's just... I don't know. That's oh, funny. Man. I just, I I don't. You know, whatever. Hey, we'll he see. he got paid. You know, I mean, he's got he's got his money, right? He doesn't he's have to pay that back. Money. He doesn't have to pay it back if they, yeah, if they fire if they, you. I don't. He was not. He was not a hundred million dollar man. No, no. I'd be interested to see what his contract looked like. What about JB Holmes? 
Um, okay. Yeah, this he just is very... he just finished he just finished up the 2021 Farmers Insurance uh, Open yesterday. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh god, that poor fucker. So, in uh, Josh Burhow of golf said that the five-time tour winner was DQ'd from a big money Calcutta game after registering with a cryptic name. So for people that don't understand what a Calcutta is, <laughs> it's a gambling game and it's a high stakes dealio. So I used to do one at the Broadmoor and they would try and it was, there was no handicaps, but they would try and keep the team somewhat similar. And so you'd have your team and you're all sitting there, 20 teams, what have you. And they would start bidding who you think's going to win. Okay. And teams would go for like, say I didn't buy my team. Somebody else buys my team for $2,000. They have to allow me and my partners to buy half of it for a thousand. So if we win it, we get half. And the other guy that bought our team gets the other half. Gotcha. So anyways, so at this tournament in Tennessee, uh, JB Holmes registered under the name of John Bradley. <laughs> so that's his official J. name. JB Holmes is John Bradley. Okay. John Part Bradley Holmes game. or just John Bradley is what he signed up as. John, I, I believe John Bradley. Gotcha. So, and he was a like a two days before the tournament replacement. And on your team of, and it's a six-person scramble, which is crazy. Wow! Is is that no more than two people can be a plus handicap? They don't use handicaps. Blah blah blah. So the guy that's running the tournament sees that. Uh, what did I say his name was? John Bradley. John Bradley <laughs> and his squad were twenty-one under. So after day two, that's when you get paid, and of. There was three flights, and in their flight, that would be worth $21,000. Okay. So the, the the owner and operator of the Franklin Bridge Golf Club in Franklin, Tennessee, went out and watched these guys hit their drives. And he's like, oh, shit. That looks like a pretty good drive. I'm going to go take a closer look. Next thing you know, he's like, oh, shit. That's J.B. Holmes. So he went up and confronted them, and they were coy and blah, blah, blah. And they're like, oh, we... We didn't want him to, you know, we just wanted to have a fun time and not be inundated with requests for autographs or blah, blah, blah. Anyways, he's like, no, you guys are fucking out of the Calcutta. Here's your money because somebody bought their team for five grand. They bought half of it. Yeah. And the winning team, which ultimately was them, did not get any money. They did get a trophy. And some people are saying... JB did not stick around and that the other people grabbed their trophies and left. Yeah. The owner operator said, no, that's not true. But then there is a picture on JB Holmes Twitter account showing the trophy between two Ryder Cup replica trophies. <laughs> the guy is a fucking dork. <laughs> oh, Signs man. up as John Bradley is coy about it. Gets cal basically DQ'd. You can still keep playing, but. And then he doubles down and puts the trophy between the Ryder Cup trophies. What a dipshit. 
Yeah, so he's 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 on the list of ding dongs for me. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I think that would definitely be it. <laughs> Somebody described it as a mild hustle that this team, like, we won't call him JB. You know, we won't buy our team, but we might tip somebody off that we have a professional golfer and that we'll probably be doing well. And they they finished first at forty. One under over mm-hmm. two days, and second place was thirty-seven. Gotcha. So just some funny, some some funny biz. Interesting. Uh, Isn't he from Tennessee? Uh, he might be. I don't know. He's from one of those hill jack states. Mm-hmm. Sorry about that for anybody from Tennessee. <laughs> but the <laughs> I might just I might have gotten us canceled if in, t- um, in Tennessee, Tennessee. <laughs> The it seems like he's a popular guy over there, and people like did he just show up at the hit balls in the end of the driving range and then just kind of showed up the first he didn't go in and get brewskis, put his hat real low, right? Who knows? What a ding dong! Mm hmm. Uh, that's all I have. Oh, we got one other little piece, yeah. Just uh, several months ago, trying to figure out if we could ever really reach out to Joe LaCava. Um, formerly Tiger Woods' caddy, now Patrick Cantlay's caddy. A uh, long-time caddy of the PGA Tour. Um, caddy for Freddie Couples when he won the Masters in 1992. Uh, caddy for Dustin Johnson for a short stint, I believe. Um, mm. And then, uh, yeah, Tiger Woods uh, over the recent years, and now Patrick Cantlay. Uh, anyways, I was able to send him an email, and he did get back. Uh, super nice, uh, very... Um, yeah, just very good email. Basically just said, hey, I got to take a rain check. I was just seeing if you wanted to be on the podcast. Um, just kind of chit-chat, whatever. And uh, he said he's going to take a rain check. Super busy, obviously. I mean, he's, Patrick Cantley is is playing all the all the events that he can, whether it's major or the, the other events. Um, anyway, so kind of seemed like maybe you could reach out to him again at some point. So maybe after the Ryder yeah, Cup. Yeah, the offseason. Yeah, so... Stay tuned. Maybe have Joe LaCava on the show. I'm not really sure, but uh, yeah, we'll we'll see what what comes of that. It's kind of exciting. So, anyways, got that. Oh God, I did we talk about the pro am at Tri Mountain? I mean, tr- a Tristine Tree. No, we didn't. How'd that go? That was fun. The place is amazing. Mm-hmm. So is Windy. it? What, was what's like the par there? At the beach. What's the par 71, there? Seventy-one. Seventy-one. Okay. 3536. Did they take so that par five on the back that used to go along the highway? It's now a par four, right? They shorten it. There's like a practice area back there. So, from what I remember, the road coming into Corvallis off of I 5, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there used to be a par five along the road. Yes. That is now the teen area for the Beavers men's and women's golf team. Right. And where that par three was is now a giant like chip and pitch and putt practice area. Right. So those two holes are gone. Okay. They're those two holes completely gone. Okay. Yeah. So so you go up, I think three is is right along the practice range there. And then you would drop down to basically where the yep. middle of the fairway was for that par five. Okay. And on the other side, they've now gone towards Albany 
and there's a par five and a par four there. Oh man, I should get down there and play it. Yeah, it's really quite reasonable. The it was amazing track. Dude, we used to go down there when I was a junior. I mean, they had the the state tournament there in high school every other year, but we used to go down there because it was cheap too. I mean, gas money to get down there, but I want to say they charged student rates, like whether you're a college student or a high school student or whatever. Five bucks. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. All it you can play like, probably too. I don't know. I think I was looking at the rates and on the weekends it's 50 bucks. Okay. Which is, which is for an, a premier track that's in immaculate condition. That's a reasonable price in my opinion. Cause I'll tell you playing at EC Moreland, which is a fine track fun, but it's not easy and it's not up to the conditions that were at Tristing was yeah. 50 bucks. Right. Unless you had the player's card. So interesting. So it, it's worth it. And it's, you know, it's an hour and a half there and then two and a half coming back. <laughs> right. Uh, sitting in my diaper, just <laughs> peeing my pants. <laughs> Not pooping. No, that, that would be that. horrible. I can hold it. All right, let's give a shout out to our sponsors, Valley Carpet Cleaning, Carpet and Upholstery in the Tri-County Portland metro area, occasionally in Washington and Salem. You can reach them at 503-277-9169. Check them out at www.valleycarpetcleaningllc.com. All right, we had the Charles Schwab last week. Yes, we did. Emiliano... Emiliano Grillo? Grillo or Grillo? Grillo. Grillo. He wins in a playoff over Adam Schenk. Yeah, it was. It was unbelievable, especially since he double bogeyed 18. Did you see 18 at all? Did you see what happened to him? I saw the ball rolling down the, um, the, like a, like this drainage, concrete drainage for water. Yeah. Yeah, so I think, uh, where was this? Was this in Texas, I believe? Yes. Yeah, in Fort Worth. Um, and, and you probably see it in some of the courses around here in the Northwest, but our courses are generally just saturated and can soak up the water. But sometimes in states like Texas and other dry states, Arizona probably the same way, that I believe they probably have these drainage areas when the rains hit hard. The ground's so hard, it doesn't just soak into the ground, so it just kind of runs into these drainage areas. So I would say on a rainy day, those might actually be filled with water, um, running yeah. waters. Uh, but this was just a little bit of water running down this concrete path. It almost looked like a cart path, but it was just one of these drainage ditches, so it was in a water hazard. And that penalty thing, area. It was a penalty area. So uh, he, they, were, they kept talking about how, oh, he's got a couple options. Anyways, they uh, <clears throat> one of the options was to hit it while it was moving slowly. And is that a, is a that penalty. an option? That was apparently an option. Okay, that's interesting. I didn't even think that of that. So but. he could run down there when it's trickling and theoretically whack it out and save yourself a stroke. Yeah, this thing rolled back probably a good hundred yards, um, yep. and it was just rolling relatively slow. It'd pick up a little bit of speed here and there. Um, it eventually came to a stop and he kept, he walked back once when he first got up there, it was moving. He walked back up to where it entered the, 
the uh, hazard to kind of get an idea of what his shot was going to look like. So he'd take a stroke penalty, two club lengths, right? Um, and then and then he went back when it stopped. And the announcer or the official person, like, you know, how the, on the broadcast, they have like some sort of officiator that mm-hmm. kind of help him through the rulings. It sounded like they were talking to one of the guys that was actually out there on the course. And he had said that uh, they actually had already told him that he couldn't play that ball because of the time limit. Yep. So it was moving. That must be why if it makes sense that he had the option is to hit it out of the hazard. And that must be why you gotta right? decide to do it. You got to yeah. decide to do it. You can't wait until it kind of stops. You can't wait until it stops apparently. Cause it was, yeah. it was in the hazard. It's in the hazard. It's you either hit Penalty it out of the area. hazard or you hit it out of here so it was interesting because it literally just looked like a golf ball going down a cart path and i was like well why can't he hit anyways that makes a lot more sense but anyways the guy ended up getting a double bogey he ended up tying with adam shank to go into a playoff and ultimately won um the uh the playoff so they played 18 once and then i think on the second playoff hole um no need to expand. You know, with Amazon oh, business, you I've got something going on here on my you computer. Know what to do. <laughs> did you hear that? I didn't. Uh, I was like the, I was pulling up ESPN.com and it's just like a commercial plan. We might get sued for playing that commercial without the. Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. Anyway, sorry about that. I was just trying to pull up the, the scores on uh, ESPN. Um, anyways. I can't remember if it was the second playoff hole or the first playoff hole, but anyways, Emiliano ultimately won the Charles Schwab. One of the interesting things was, is when he finished, they were waiting for the other players to finish. And I don't know if you saw him hitting golf balls with those two kids on the first tee box. He was out there warming up, just hitting balls down the first fairway. And there was a couple kids that he actually had them hop over the fence and run out and, and hit balls with them. It was super awesome. That's, that is cool. Yeah, and I think they, yeah, I think he ended up signing autographs with them and stuff. But yeah, yeah, the two guys that had the lead, Harry Hall and Adam Shank. Oof. Yeah, Harry Hall. Uh, do you have it up there? Harry Hall uh, augured yeah. in a little bit. What do you shoot? It's like a seventy-six or something on. on well, Sunday. he birdied the first two holes, and he's like, "I'm gonna win." <laughs> Me and my hat gonna win. <laughs> and then he went par par bogey par par bogey par par bogey par par bogey par par bogey. Five hundred thirteen thousand dollars though for a third place finish. Nice tied with Scotty the Bod Scheffler. Yeah, there were several uh players that went low and kind of made a um a good paycheck, one of them being Ricky Fowler. I believe he shot like a 67 on Sunday to get T6. Yes, he did. He's looking yeah. really good going into the U.S. Open. Uh, Max Homa, just unassuming, top 10. It was kind of uh, sneaky. Um, uh-huh. Anyways, he's taking this week off from uh, the Memorial because his sister's getting married. I'll be dang. Yeah. So he's, uh, I, I don't know where she lives. Uh, I'm only going to guess that uh, maybe L.A. because that's where he's from. But mm-hmm. maybe it's somewhere else. It could clearly be somewhere else. Uh, then he's going to be heading out to L.A. after that wedding to go to the U.S. Open at L.A. Country Club. Is that right? No. Yes. L.A. Country Club. Yeah. 
Yes, sir. So I had um, some picks from DraftKings that uh, became kind of what I watched on Sunday. I had one in particular player, Paul Haley II, that I had picked. I put $2 to finish in the top 10. And I panicked just slightly, well, several times throughout the day. But when I looked on DraftKings, it said, ties may reduce your winnings. Yes. So I didn't realize that. So I was thinking, okay, T10 or better, which is, but then I saw ties may reduce. I'm like, oh, okay, then let's get better than T10. <laughs> so mm-hmm. Paul Haley, I don't know if you guys watch this, but he was up and down all day, bogey, birdie, bogey. I mean, you look at his scorecard and, and, and it was, it was tough to watch this guy knowing that I had, I mean, it was only a $2 bet, but I had potential to win $102. Yeah. He, he ended up making, I want to say like a 12 to 15 footer on 17 for par. And then he turned around and made like a 30 footer on 18 for birdie to finish solo fifth. Paul Haley won $356,700 and Chris Hart won $102 off of a that's $2 awesome. bet. Awesome. It was pretty amazing. And I believe I How texted you and you, you said, you said, that's a lot better than winning the jar, huh? <laughs> Fuck yeah. That's what I'm talking about. How the hell did you pick Paul Hay? I don't. Even, I've never even heard of the dude. So you've heard of me talk about a professional golfer that I witnessed shank a ball from about 150 yards out. I saw. I saw this kid. I was caddying in the same group with him down in Utah, and I shit you not, it was about 140, 150 yards out, and I, this guy hit a hosel rocket like I hit off the mats, dead mm. shank <laughs> into the trees. Um, anyways, I've kind of just followed him. Uh, I follow a lot of those guys that I've caddied in the same group uh, as, and he also did something special about a week prior to this. And I think I mentioned it last week, he qualified for the U S open. Oh, okay. So he's been playing relatively well. Did I think he was going to make a top 10? No. Do I wish I would have put $2 for him to top five? Yes. <laughs> but, uh, so that's just kind of how I did it. So I just kind of went with my gut, but even we'll go over our picks for the Memorial as well. And I kind of like you call them value bets or whatever. Right. And I, mm-hmm. it, and, and is it a stupid bet? Well, it's only $2, nope. but it's high value, right? So you get Absolutely. $2 to top 10, you get a hundred, two dollars. It's, it's, it's a good bet. So um, I love those value bets. And, you know, I took a golfer who did, very well qualifying Carson Young. Oh yeah. And I I don't have it saved and I I'm in Washington so I can't look at my stuff, but I had Carson Young who kicked everybody's ass at the US Open qualifier that Paul Haley was probably playing in. And <laughs> I think I had him top 20. Oh nice. Even if he fucking finished T21 the son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> he bogeys 15 if he doesn't bogey 15 then finishes par i'm in the money and then i had another bet of russell the love muscle henley top 10 that son of a bitch goes bogey 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 on 16 17 <laughs> it got dropped to t16 unbelievable and that's the love of doing our little fun bets that you can still be rooting for somebody besides the winner. Yeah. And frankly, I got tired of picking the favorites just, you know, 
That anybody can do that. Yeah. But can you pick a Paul Haley? Well, the, and the nice thing about Paul Haley the second was uh, he he was playing with Scotty Scheffler on Sunday, and they're on ESPN Plus, so I was able to watch PJ Tour live and watch him the whole time. So I I was able to keep up with it, which was That's pretty awesome. fun. So. Mm. Uh, Anything else from Charles Schwab? Yeah, Michael Block. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Block party's over, huh? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> the feel-good story. People on Twitter hate him now. Yeah, it's so stupid. God. Yeah, he, he got roasted for going on that uh, Ripper Magoo podcast, and he said, if... I could hit it as far as Rory McIlroy. I'd be the best golfer in the world because I can <laughs> hit irons and chip and putt. You've seen me. Yeah. Anyways, I got him in a little bit of trouble with a lot of trolls and what have you. I'm fine. And then people are like, oh, you know, it's not like he came out of nowhere. He's one of the best golfers in Southern California, their section. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Still, I'm fine with it. You know, he finished dead last, 81-77. But he's got a chance to redeem himself in... Um, Canada. He's going to be playing yeah, in the Canadias, which is... <laughs> the week after... Uh, or no, next week. Sorry. It's next it? week. Okay. Yeah. I, I believe we have the Memorial, then we have the RBC, and then the U.S. Open. All right, sweet. Um. I'm still a fan, dude. And I'm not against him. I think you and I might have been talking about it a little bit. I I if I was him and live called, oh fuck yeah, I'm on it. I am on it. I mean, why wouldn't you? That is an opportunity just to get a huge lump sum cash payment and just be set, right? I mean No <laughs> No, I disagree. He got three hundred and thirty three thousand dollars for finishing fifteen. If he goes to live, he doesn't get to play in the PGA next year. Yeah, he does. Look at all those guys that did. No, because, oh, I guess he automatically qualified. Yeah, he qualified. So yeah, he does. Nah, he doesn't want to go there because then all of a sudden, that's just dumb money. That's just stupid, dumb money when he's been doing fine. Easy come, easy go, though, man. I mean, you had your 15 minutes of fame, which for him lasted for several days, but I just don't see it happening again. I mean, I do love the guy. I do love, I would love to sit down and have a beer with him, right? I'd love to have him on yeah. the podcast, but man, you have an opportunity to be able to take a paycheck if Liv called. I'm not even saying they're going to, but yeah, be hard yeah, pressed to seems, say no. It's not, it seems. Seems uh, seems dirty. 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 <laughs> seems dirty, Chris. <laughs> oh man. Well, let's move. You want to move on to the memorial? We're watching it right now. Yeah. Uh, live first round coverage on the Golf Channel. It's at uh, Muirfield Muirfield Village Golf Club in Dublin, Ohio. The designer is Jack Nicholas. It's a par seventy two, yardage seven thousand five hundred seventy one yards. The purse is twenty million dollars. The defending champion is Billy Horschel. Yeah, that's a it's a brute. The, the rough is so thick. Mm. You know what my favorite part is? Is the uh, caddies get, the caddies get to wear doctor's coats all week? 
Do you see those things? They're hideous. No, I'm look, They're hideous. I'm, I'm looking at it right now. Give him a stethoscope. <laughs> Who is oh, that? Matsuyama? Oh, yeah. Oh, dang. He hit the flag, didn't he? That's, that's a tough break. I've always thought I would love to invent a golf pin that absorbs the shock and doesn't affect the ball like it does. Because that's just stupid right there. Well, don't be so good at your your uh, direction. <laughs> don't be so good. It hasn't been a problem with me. No, it hasn't been a pro- Although, I did hit the pin one time, and it was bad. Like, I hit the direct top of the pin, mm. and and it looked like the golf ball hit off a cart path. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Jordan Spieth is playing well. Matt Walsh is already in the clubhouse at minus four. Rory's getting up there. I think yeah, I picked. Ro- I think I made a bet on Rory to win. Yeah, we, we should talk about our picks. Yeah. Well. Uh, okay. So my here are my DraftKings picks. So I did pick Rory McIlroy two dollars to win. That'll win me twenty six dollars. Mm-hmm. Uh, Higa Higa Higa. Sure. One dollar to top five wins me one hundred eighty one dollars. That'd be fine. That's exciting. I'm gonna I'm gonna check to see how he's doing. Okay. You can keep going. Hayden Hayden Buckley. I placed two dollars for him to top ten. That'll get me twenty four dollars. I like that. Yeah. Sam Stevens two dollars to top ten wins me thirty four dollars. Kevin Kisner. This is the one that I'm like. Oh man, this actually this would be super fun. Uh, I'm not sure how he's gonna kind of rebound from from today but i oh gosh hayden buckley plus eight dang uh where's kisner kisner plus three he was minus three at one point in time today he shot 33 three under on the front nine then turned around shot 42 on the back to be plus three so i picked i picked kisner uh two dollars to top five even i didn't even pick him to win two dollars top five would have won 362 dollars Still a chance, I suppose. Chad Ramey, $2 for top 10, wins $52. So there's some potential out there. I saw Higa. Where is, there he is. Plus Kazuki one, Higa. He's plus two through 12. You know. A lot of golf Justin left. Tom, yeah. Justin Thomas is plus two. Cam Young is plus two. Scotty Scheffler is plus two. You just want to make the cut. Correct. You got to make the cut. Because the winning score is going to be somewhere around, I'm going to guess, minus six. Yeah. Did you write and your bets down? or I did. Okay, good. And, and, and I feel like I did a Tyrrell Hatton one, but I, don't, I didn't screenshot it. But what I did screenshot was Victor Hovland to win. $2 gets you 47. Cam Young, $2 to win 72. Nice. Andrew Putnam, top 10, five to get 65. And let's see, I'm not sure where he's at. Uh, Billy Ho, top five. Nice. Yeah, he just shot like a 90. Oh, son of a bitch. Shit. And then um, Wyndham Clark, $2 to finish top five, gets me $22. Nice, dude. I like those picks. Yeah, it's, 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 I like our new our new format because we'll win a lot more money. Yeah, we will. 
And then maybe DraftKings will want us to be, oh my gosh, Billy Ho plus <laughs> 11 through 17. He's not even done yet. He's on his way to 41-43. Is he injured? <laughs> no, I don't know. Fuck. Oh, man. He is dead last. Yeah. First no, to well, last. Dylan, it, he wouldn't have been last if Dylan Fertilli would have stayed in there. Oh, fuck. Look at his scorecard. What happened? Hey, Hayden Buckley. Shut up. Jerry Rice. Dude, look at Dylan Fertilli's scorecard he wd'd he was he was two over after eight with three bogeys and birdie then he went double triple 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 bogey double and took off slammed that fucking trunk just i'm out of here did he finish no he left on the 15th tee box just it was really close to the parking lot it's like when Peach is playing at the um, East Moreland, oh son of a bitch! Trillion, he walks off on six. Oh, dude, that's closest to the to the. Uh, oh man, his first shot on fifteen. It says two hundred fourteen yards to unknown. Nobody even know, nobody even knows where it went. Do you think he said? <sighs> hey, anybody see that? <laughs> <laughs> his caddy's just like sitting there like this, pointing <laughs> that way. Oh at man, Tristing, we got we got to figure out what happened to Dylan Fertelli. On at Tristing Tree on my second hole, I hit it a little near the neck, and I'm like, "Did anybody see that?" <laughs> and Carlson's like, "Yeah, you almost hit my bag over there on the left." <laughs> how was the fescue? Not the fescue, but that tall grass they have. How was that? Was it pretty tall on the sides? Uh, the some... the rough was thick. It wasn't. It wasn't long but it was just thick but what about like don't they have some waste areas or something with some really tall reed grass i didn't see it i was really good with my driver nice nice yeah sweet dude um yeah that's all i got for picks yeah that's good i love this tournament yeah i do too you know i'm gonna be working for the next couple days but i'm sure i'll get an opportunity to kind of watch a little bit here and there and then i'll probably be watching on sunday depending on what we got. Uh, softball. You got softball. No. Meredith's going on a uh, choir trip up to Seattle. She gets back Saturday at some point, and their tournament, their tournament they're in is in Bend. So we're out for that tournament. So And then Olivia doesn't have – she's got this week off of softball and then starts back up next week. So Oh, sweet. You're going to live your best life. Maybe. Yeah. We'll see. Maybe go to church, then settle down into the divot room and uh, after, watch golf and crush Bud Light. After a 48-hour shift at Progress in downtown Beaverton. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Gosh. Dang it. Yeah. Taking the elevator, not the fire pole. <laughs> All right, dude. Let's talk ding-dongs and trunk slammers. Uh, for the ding-dong, I did have Brycey. Uh, for saying what he said about the live qualifier for for majors, but what just was like a little whiny bitch, just like a little whiny bitch. What was the other ding dong though we were talking about earlier? Jonathan Bradley. <laughs> Jonathan Bradley, right? Jonathan Bradley, otherwise known as JB. JB, <laughs> dude, that's oh, so God. funny. For for just being kind of a little bit dirty, just a little bit of a 
Wink, wink. Let's win this sign up as Jonathan Bradley. Mm. <laughs> Just don't want anybody to be, you know, asking him for autographs. Yeah, it's JB so, Holmes, so the, dude. <laughs> so the the pro shop. You know, wanted to find everybody's handicap because it just signed up as John Bradley, no handicap. Though they found one local guy, Tennessee, named John Bradley at a, with an index of 8.8. So they put that down there. Nice. Suspicious. His, his reps still haven't replied to anybody yet. Doubt they will. Well, they, if they're as quick as him playing golf, well, it'll be a while. <laughs> right? Uh,. Trunk slammer. I'm gonna have to go with Dylan Fratelli now. Just oh my gosh, yeah, yes. it's just in. I mean, I don't know what happened to him, but we're gonna I, I, we got to find out. That's horrible. I, I don't know if I've seen a scorecard like that before. I mean, he was well on his way to shit shooting in the fifties. I like nine. to say, I like to say that we're Instagram friends, or that maybe I follow him, <laughs> so we might not be friends. Let me see if he posted anything on. Um, uh, the last time on the posted, insta on the insta as the kids uh, say gosh the last time he posted something was wow december 10th 2022 did he just stop him <laughs> and ja morant are like okay let's not post anything on uh <laughs> instagram anymore he hasn't posted anything on twitter since march either so dylan fertility hasn't nope Huh. Yeah. All right, man. I was just up at 55s talking to a couple guys there, and Yatsik Viktorovic was like, when are you guys going to do a Polish version of your podcast? <laughs> we don't speak I, Polish? I said, I don't, we don't have enough money to pay you to translate, dude. So I told him, I said, I'll look up some Polish golfers, and we'll talk about it. I'll give you a shout-out on our podcast. I Google yeah, Polish golfers. I Google that, I, Polish golfers. There was like two, and I, I'm not even really? saying because I can't pronounce their names. <laughs> wow, I don't even think so, they're on the PGA Tour. I think that's like Canadian Tour and shit. So, uh, I saw him yesterday when I replaced him at six five and said he was headed over there. Nice. Yeah, he was still there. You got anything else, dude? Anything for good of the order? Anything? Nope. Are we doing a podcast next week? Yeah, we're going to do one next week. When we get off the air here, we can talk about it. Um, All right. So the we'll have more. That's good. You have a great night at Duran Duran. Get a selfie with Nick Rhodes. Yeah. Kiss Simon LeBon on the cheek, whichever cheek mm. you want. <laughs> oh, wow. You have a great time. I might just go in for the lips. <laughs> he might ask him about live golf. All right, dude. Everyone be good humans. Everyone have a great week, except for Patrick Reed.